Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today to preview the Notre Dame game and week 6 of college football. Now let's get right into it, but before we do, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Make sure you're downloading the episodes, sharing them with your friends, and leaving reviews if you enjoyed the episode. We love you guys, let's get to it. Let's boo. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Let's go, Wild Let's Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, cool. He put his butt not here. Go, 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 go. Welcome in, listeners, to yet another episode of the best pod cast. Cast. Number one, baby. In our hearts and yours, hopefully, maybe. Yes. Definitely. Is Royal Strong and True. First things first, spread out a lovely tablecloth. Mm. As a form of housekeeping. Oh. I like it. What kind yeah. of tablecloth are we talking here, Dan? Is it? Um, a disposable one. Ooh, gotcha. Yes. It's like a, one of the plasticky ones that kids like to pull out. Yes. At that point, Waterproof. is it a tablecloth or is it a table plastic? Ooh. I don't know. But what I do know is we've got some proper football. Proper, proper football. Proper football in it. It's appropriate that we're doing this while the microphone is sitting right on top of a map of uh, London. London town, you might say. Mm. London town. Manchester. Uh, my apologies. Uh, it's, it's a real shame, isn't it, that I didn't say London town. It is. Uh, well, bruv. Right. Shall we continue? Speaking of London town, there's a place called Wembley Ooh. over there across the pond there. And the women's national team are playing England. England? Friday. That's about today. The English? Yep. Um, on Fox Sports 1 at 1 p.m. Mountain Time. They've got a few games lined up with European opponents. England, Spain, um, Germany, I believe. No. Mm. Yeah. A real test before the World Cup. Well, I'll tell you what. Our U.S. women's national team is going to eat up that English motherland team like some beans on toast. Uh, let us hope so. Because the women have been looking a little shaky lately, and uh, England has been looking like the cream of the crop of the world, if you will. It's so coming home. <laughs> the queen died, though. So. Ah, true. I did not factor that Do in. Do they have there. anything to play for? <laughs> now that the queen is gone. King Charles. That's, that's kind of creepy. Um, I, don't, I don't think I'd trust him. Well, the, the US team, I, I will add, has... As high a ceiling as they ever have, per my sources. Per sources? Mm. Per source. Daniel they, has a source here. They have not quite played up to that. That is, yep. that is for Dawn But sure. they're as skilled as ever, they're as talented as ever, and they have as much potential as ever. They have Ashley Hatch on the team, so that's, yes. that's why they haven't reached her potential yet. She's, she's been a little injured. She's got some scripture power, hasn't she? Definitely. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. One more proper football, Real Salt Lake. Mm. Their last regular season game, this Sunday. Sunday? It is decision day. Ooh. 
MLS fun thing they like to call Decision Day. Um, basically, a bunch of teams play their last game of the season at the same time, and it depends whoever wins, who loses, who goes to the playoffs. Uh, you know, I do like that about proper football. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it eliminates the chance to rest your star players and uh, maybe tank a game, sit out, mm. you know. Tanking? And it, it, it makes it more competitive. Right. Indubitably so. If they win, they go to the playoffs. If they lose or tie, say goodbye to the 2022 Real Salt Lake season in which they were, for several weeks, number two in the West. That was quite a time, wasn't it? Right. Uh, they do play the Portland Timbers, yes. who are currently sixth in the West. Real Salt Lake is eighth. Right. There's a two-point difference between the two. Uh, it should be a very good game. Yes, it's a very tight playoff race. Um, two relatively evenly matched teams. Salt Lake are lucky to be at home, I think. That may be the difference. Let us believe, right? Right. Believe. Believe. Be a goldfish. Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay. okay I'm, I'm going to have to <laughs> cut you guys off there. I think right, there's right, enough right. soccer talk for we the podcast. Yeah, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that was exciting. Apologize. To all the listeners out there, we apologize that you just had to listen through that. Uh, this is your first time listening? Thank you for listening through that. If you're but, uh, still with us. <laughs> welcome to the party. Let's get to some BYU news. Uh, men's basketball. No, see, Wait, normally, what? Normally, during football season, what we pretend that basketball doesn't exist. What does but it? We will make one exception just to talk okay. about a couple quotes that came out of WCC Media Day. Now, BYU is picked to finish third in the league. Tied for third with San Francisco. Tied for third in the... <laughs> the accent. <laughs> tied for third. Stuck. <laughs> tied for third with San Francisco. Do you guys, in three words or less, I think BYU has any chance to get third or more, like third or higher in the league? I would be pleasantly surprised if they finished third. That was a little more than three more words. More than three standard. words. But just, just a tiny bit. That's, that's what I've given you. My three words are absolutely probably not. My three words are, I don't know. Oh. I just, I, right. I don't know. It's three words. They'll be bad. Yeah. Oh, that's good three words. <laughs> They'll be bad. That is a conjunction. They that's will. a yellow card on Dan for a conjunction. Yeah. Apologize. <laughs> Conjunctions, you know, it's not. Uh, we did have <laughs> one. <laughs> the rough start of podcast. <laughs> oh, you're going to look at where we're going. Foose. 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 He's on the all-conference team. Yeah. Hey, the only BYU player on there. Yeah, one of two underclassmen on the WCC all preseason uh, team. So I think Foose deserves it. The ceiling is the floor for Foose. Yes, let's hope so. To all yes. our listeners out there, it is currently ten fifteen p.m. Uh, we have had a long day of brain frying, homework, school, and intramural games. So uh, you're not getting one hundred percent of our brain capacity right now. That, not that you ever got 100% of our brain capacity. <laughs> I was going to say. Now, one of the things <laughs> that much. came out from Media Day that was very surprising was some random quotes from WCC opponents talking about BYU leaving for the Big 12. None of them had anything bad to say. Which we love. All that's, of them are super nice. Classy. There were good quotes from Drew Timmy, what? who said he hopes the rivalry doesn't die. Do we uh-huh. hate Drew Timmy still? I don't know. Mark Few. Khalil Shabazz. Ooh. You know, and we're, we're not big fans of the whole USF program. No. Nope. And most noticeably, 
even Satan himself, Randy Bennett. A date with Randy Bennett. A wow. date with Randy Bennett. Our most successful episode. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of weird. Uh, does the fact that everyone was speaking so highly of BYU make you happy or uncomfortable? It does not make me uncomfortable. It does not make me happy. That's a good <laughs> answer, Daniel. It's just like, sure. Okay, cool. Nice. Uh, this, it struck me as one. Like, that's nice, right? Because when Texas and Oklahoma left, the Big 12 absolutely kicked their cans down the road, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah The WCC is yeah. being fairly cordial with us. Yeah. yeah but every quote I heard, it totally sounds like they're just being like, yes, BYU, we love you. Every week in the WCC now, teams are going to throw the kitchen sink at us. Yeah. It is going to be a slog. Like, I can feel like this is what they're saying, but when they come to play us, they're like, let's send BYU to the Big 12 with like an 0-12 record in conference play. That is exactly what the big what the WCC is going to do to us this year. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute gauntlet, especially because like half of our team hasn't even seen a BYU basketball court before. So. Yeah. <laughs> or played in an arena with freaking 19,000 fans. Yeah. So, that might scare our home players. college. That's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh uh, enough Yeah. <laughs> enough fake sport talk. Yeah, basketball it's time to stop talking about basketball. We don't believe in basketball. It's not football yet. season. Not yet. We're not going yet. to talk about We don't. No, we just don't believe in basketball. Until January, what is it, 9th this year? After the Is 8th the After the playoff? CFP, that is when we believe That's basketball, basketball time. Mm-hmm. Basketball mm-hmm. is born every January. Yep. Exactly. Like exactly. the Phoenix rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And we do like basketball. Yeah. Just not right now. Yeah. We'll yeah. cover basketball extensively. Oh, very you know, extensive. I, our Ooh. most listened to episode is a basketball episode. Which is absolutely befuddling to us, but we don't care, so we're going to talk football, baby. Uh, so, as everyone knows, this is the historic week. Uh, we are going to play the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Right. Ooh. Um... I can't really do an Irish accent on command. It kind of just happens sometimes. Fucking no, I don't know. I'm but an Irish. An Irish. An Irish. An Irish lad. Pictures always out. Yeah, pictures always out. You got the, the four leaf clover and the pot of gold at Boy. the end with filled with nice boots of beer. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> this is the old Shamrock series, mate. It is. <laughs> this is definitely not Irish. So yeah. No, not. <laughs> Sorry for all the Irish people. We probably just okay. offended because you know what? we have a huge listener base in Ireland. Oh yes. Can we talk about one thing? What? Sir. So we talked about the uniforms last episode. Yes, absolutely definitely. beautiful. They're gorgeous. We love the helmets. We think they could have done more with the jerseys, but that's neither here nor there. Are, they make up for it. So Our BYU, in a press release earlier in the year, told fans, wear royal to every game unless we say otherwise. Mm-hmm. This is one of those cases where they said otherwise. They said, please Ooh. wear black to the game. But fans all over Twitter are like, nah, screw that. We're going to wear a royal because it pops more. Is, do you agree with them that, in principle, they, sh- they should be able to wear royal, or should they just shut the heck up and wear what the team tells them to wear? If it were a 50-50 split, kind of like Red River, where it's 50-yard line, or Florida-Georgia, right? And this side of the stands is, is this BYU fans, this side of the fans is Notre Dame. Because it's not that, I don't think it's as important to have a cohesive color, right? Like, because okay. BYU's just going to have a corner of the stadium. Right. And if you're wearing black but sitting out somewhere else in the stadium, and I think there'll be a lot of those fans because Notre Dame fans are, you know, giving away their tickets with a box of cookies right now. Yeah. Um, I think the Royal in that situation is okay. So okay. I, I would personally like everyone to wear black, but I get the Royal will definitely pop more if you're not sitting, at, like, in the same section as BYU fans. Fair enough. I have mixed thoughts about this. Okay. Let's I hear them. think when you're on the road 
or maybe neutral, as this might turn out to be. I think it's not the best choice to go something besides royal because that's our main color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to recognize, you know, us as black. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I think blackouts are definitely better at home. Yes. Absolutely. Same with whiteouts. Yeah. Royal, good at home or away. It's more uh, representative of us. But since they said to wear black, just wear black. <laughs> it's, it's better to have everyone being black than... Half people in black, some people in royal, some people in white, some people in navy. Dude, if I see somebody in navy, I'm yeah, going to take the shirt off my back face. and give it to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, so yeah, if you are going down, the BOU Bookstore has black game day tees. Make they sure also have some B like BYU-themed Stranger Things black shirts. Mm -hmm. Got one. They're kind of cool. They're a little weird, but I like them. You can order from Royal Army brand as well with a special code, and they'll hand deliver it to a Marriott off the strip. Ooh, so, okay. I like that. Yeah, so they're they're going down to Vegas, and they'll bring the shirts down with you if you order it in time and use the special code. Yeah. Honestly, you probably would have to order it like as we're recording it. Or like, probably before. Yeah, probably yeah. before yeah. recording it, but it is a possibility. Look it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just weird to have a blackout in a stadium that has black seats in the middle of the day when yeah. we're the away team. But hey, we, just, match, we match the hockey puck vibes, yeah. right? Yeah. We like, certainly do. Yes. Like the, the old uh, 2021. No, no, no. 2020. No, no, no. 2021. <laughs> 2021 March Madness, where the winning team was the one that matched the colors on the court. Yes. Maybe that's what BYU is going to be. Yeah. We match the stadium, so we're going to win. Yep. But honestly, just wear what the team tells you to wear. Unless it's Navy, then don't wear it. Then don't wear Navy. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, some other news. Uh, well, Justin, how about we cover our uh, NCAA football games real quick? Absolutely, yeah. Good idea. So, that is a wonderful idea. So I played two games because, to be honest, I'm getting kind of sick of the pro style um, and the the defense that it gives us. Um, but I played with the pro style, played Aaron Roderick's style of offense, and I won 30-23. to 23. Okay. okay. It was a close game. Uh, they took the lead with two minutes left. And I went down, scored, went for two, got it, and then, you know, batted down the Hail Mary at go. the end of the game. Nice. Um, dominated time of possession. Okay, the only reason they really took the lead on me is because at halftime, threw a bomb to the end zone. Or they threw a bomb to the end zone, and my guy picked it, tripped, fell into the end zone, and they called the safety. Oh, nah. So that was baloney. Um, but then I played another game where I used the spread, and I played my own style of defense, and I won 42-9. to Oh, Ooh, so A Rod, I hope you're listening. Let's run the spread, okay? Dominant. I ran a pro style offense, but basically, like I audibled every play into either a slant read option or four verticals, and I blitzed on every single play, literally every single play. So maybe this isn't a super accurate representation, but I did play Notre Dame in the Las Vegas Bowl, so it's the closest we could get. Uh, it started out as a very close game. It was seven to seven at the end of the first quarter. At the end of the half, we were up twenty-one to seventeen. Let's go! And it was a very, very rough time. Notre Dame got the ball to start the second half. Was driving the entire length of the field, and I was freaking out. I thought we, I was going to lose this game. But then we intercepted the ball at the goal line and took it back ninety-nine Let's yards. Go. And he got ankle tackled and fell at the half-yard line. Oh. So then we ran a play, and then. Punched it in, and then we dominated the rest of the game. Wait, we 45. Yep. Can you believe that? Take notes, Broncos. <laughs> 45 to 17. Let's so, go. So yeah, started out, you know, started out 21-17, but then we scored um, 24 consecutive points. So okay, not bad. Hey, we like it. Not bad at all. All right, uh, back to real football. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the actual game. 
Uh, this week, Notre Dame had a press conference with several of their players, and there were some interesting <laughs> things said. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at least, um, BYU apparently, according to one of their players, does not have as good of players as Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, they're they're a good team, they're experienced, but uh, we have better players than they do. So if we just play football, we're gonna win." That was their running back, Audric Esteem, who said, "I feel like their Esteem. players don't match the players that we have." Uh, what do you guys think about this? Well, I think their our players' girlfriends are better than Notre Dame players' girlfriends. Ooh, Ooh. looking at you, man, tight tail. Swinging. Okay, Dad. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think Kalani is this type of coach, but I hope he is. I hope that Kalani printed this on a poster and slapped it all over the locker room, slapped it all over the weight room, slapped it everywhere so that BYU players could look at that, look Audrey Esteem in the face, and absolutely murder him behind the line of scrimmage on every single play. I hope yeah. he gets negative 20 rushing yards and, I don't know, I, something. I, you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say it. Because that probably would get me canceled. But uh, here's what I he should saying. get concussed. No, <laughs> well, wait, wait. Well, I didn't say it. Mind you, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. He should be in the protocol. Yes. Not have a but yes. yes, yes, yes. Better, better, better. Yes. There we go. Take his helmet. Um, I would like to ask Texas A&M if they think better players matters. Oh, mm. they have like what ten four stars? Number one recruiting stars. class of all time. Yep. Uh, going up against a lowly Sun Belt team in Appalachian State. Interesting. Mm. Not even a state, by the way. It is now. It is now. They took their agriculture and mining uh, degree from the Texas A&M. So, uh, anyway, I would like to ask Marshall the same thing. Uh, oh. Did Marshall care that Notre Dame had better players? Or would this guy say that Marshall also had better players than Notre Dame? I just, these are that, just that's, questions that's that we question. should ask them. That's right? a very good question. Fair yeah. questions, yeah. honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. whatever your name was, I, I already forgot it. Uh, Audric Esteem. <laughs> esteem. I really hope that your self-esteem is low after this Ooh, game. Nice one. I hope he meets Max Tooley in the B-gap. I hope Max Tooley and Keenan Peely light him up. <laughs> I hope Max Tooley hits him so hard that his neck roll flies off. I hope I hope Max Tooley baptizes him in that hole. Yeah, RG3. <laughs> Makes him see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, RG3, what a national treasure. Um, yes. Next, uh, the BYU, or one of the defensive linemen. Oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, he's like number ninety nine. This is classic, guys. This is very classic. This is classic. So <laughs> the question is literally, what do you think of BYU's offensive line? That's that's it. And this guy it makes me laugh. He says, yeah, you know they're they're pretty good. They got some good guys. They got some experience. Uh, I think all of them are twenty five or twenty six years old. So yeah, we we're gonna have to play tough. Uh huh. How sick are you guys of this, this narrative? 26 years old. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely stupid. He's uh, he's 21. Blake Freeland is 21. Blake, yeah, no. Blake Blake Freeland is 21. Okay, yes. Blake Freeland is 21. Yeah, Blake Freeland is 21. The average age on the offensive line is like 22 and a half years old or something. Yeah. I'm sorry. There are, There's no way... Anybody is 25 or 26 on this Which, offensive line. In the modern era of college football, 21, 22 is not old. Like, if you have, I like, know. a senior offensive line, they're that age. They're going to be 22. Yeah. They've redshirted a year. They've transferred a year. They've, they've done all kinds of... COVID yeah. year. Yeah, they're 22, 23. Year. Yeah, I, honestly, like, 
it's just the oldest, dumbest <laughs> narrative that literally anybody who is not a BYU fan will buy into. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's just a baked-in excuse, right? I, I bring back in. the classic quote. If it was really that much of an advantage, Alabama would do it too. Yep. I, I would just, every single time a reporter or a football player or a coach mentions this, I want to say, you go to Peru for two years, you see if that's an athletic advantage. I promise you, it is a detriment. We have all served missions. There is no athletic benefit to serving a mission. I came back from my mission probably with like, what's that? Like muscle atrophy in my legs? Like I I could walk long distances, sure. But if I tried to run more than 10 steps, my body gave out. Like (laughs) it is not a competitive advantage. Yeah, and what about getting a tapeworm? What? <laughs> how? How would that help? I, that must help. Yeah, you know, I I'm just so sick. I think it's hilarious. It's just yeah, it's funny that it's everybody just, every single time you eat nothing but like laugh. ten pounds of rice a day. See if that's a competitive <laughs> yeah. advantage. Chicken and rice. Maybe for hey, offensive linemen. I was gonna say know. rice belt might be helpful. No, who knows? Have that sumo diet. <laughs> Let's move on from the dumb Notre Dame press conference. Uh. And let's talk about the game. The game's going to be a lot of fun. It is in Las Vegas. It is Allegiant Stadium. It was supposed to be a BYU, but Notre Dame did not fulfill that contract. Classic. And we bent over and let them spank us as we said we would play in the Shamrock Series. It's a 5.30 mountain game, 4.30 local. It is primetime NBC slot, so that's extremely exciting for BYU. Nice. It's going to be a fun one. What do you guys think about the game? Um, I... We have a lot to talk about in this game, so let's just kind of start at the top. Yeah. Let's start with Notre Dame, right? They're favored by three and a half. Uh, the over/under is fifty-one, so the projected score is like twenty-seven and a half to twenty-four. Yeah. Basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Notre Dame started off the season ranked fifth. Mm-hmm. As they usually do. Yeah. Right. Right. And they were out of the rankings within two weeks. <laughs> yeah. As they usually are. Yeah. yeah. True. They played Ohio State, played them close for a quarter, and then Ohio State just put the clamps on them, and it's like. You just want to sit down? We'll just sit down on top of you. Yeah. Um, so this game, after the game, you weren't sure if Notre Dame was good for keeping it close with Ohio State or if Ohio State was bad for mm-hmm. not pulling away from Notre Dame. But in the end, it didn't really tell us much because... Yeah, it turned out neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State's great, Notre Dame. You'll see what happened to them. Yeah. Uh, next game, they came home, home opener, mm-hmm. against the mighty... Marshall thundering herd. Ooh. And Marshall just took it to him. 26-21 yep. at home. Uh, Tyler Buckner, the starting quarterback for Notre Dame, got injured yep. after th- after throwing three picks. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, Convenient. Yes. He went out with a shoulder. You got so, okay. He has a shoulder. He, he has, has a shoulder. shoulder. He does, does he have still, a shoulder. Does he still have a shoulder? He still has a shoulder. The shoulder right. will be with him until the end of the season. So Season-ending oh, shoulder. Season-ending season shoulder. shoulder. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, yes. Happens to the best of them. So, uh, Drew Pinecone. Excuse me. Jack Cone has moved on. Uh, only Drew Pine. Drew Pine. Uh, they played against Cal. Mm, Barely won. Yeah. Cal's player hit Dropped the ball the with his hands area. five different times. Had it hit him in the face and the chest, still couldn't corral it in the end zone. Yeah. So they won that one by seven. And then they went to North Carolina, who has maybe one of the worst defenses in all of college football. Uh, let me correct you. In all of college football history. Uh, in, in history. That's nice. a good qualifier. Uh, Notre Dame won 45-32. So they are now 2-2. Two and two. They're trending upwards. 
but those first two games are both losses, and obviously the Marshall loss is, is a pretty bad loss. Definitely. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think that plays into our favor. They might be on an upper trajectory right now, but they barely beat Cal. They shouldn't have beat Cal. Cal, Cal, Cal catches that and goes for two, they win the game. North mm-hmm. Carolina, their defense absolutely sucks and has one of the worst uh, explosive play allowed rates in the nation. Oof. Whereas BYU has one of the top five explosive play rate allowed in the nation. Only one play has gone for 20-plus yards against BYU. Yeah. And it was that run against Oregon that should have been a TFL. He broke eight tackles, oh, gained like 44 painful. yards. Which is insane. BYU plays a brand of defense that does not allow explosive plays. They Believe do. us. They does not yes. break. Yes. <laughs> but they do. Uh, Notre Dame does run the ball a lot, which does seem to be a weakness of ours in the first half defensively. I see. Do you think we will be able to contain their run game and this dumb dude who talked about that BYU wasn't good enough, Audrick Esteem, do you think we can give him the protocol he deserves. Um, so I did some research on their run game. Okay. Uh, obviously, in the first game um, and the second game, they lost both of those. Mm-hmm. And they were competitive in both games, but they couldn't put it together, right? Okay. This is what I noticed. As the year has gone on, and they have gotten better, per se, correct? They lost yeah. by two scores to Ohio State. One score to Marshall, one, one by, by one, one score, one by one by a lot, right? And then scores. they had a bye. If any of you are wondering why they haven't played five games, that's true. Um, as their point totals have increased, they've scored 10, 21, 24, 45. Their carries have also increased 30, mm. 37, 41, 51. Oh. Their rush yards per game also increased as the season's gone along 76, 130, 147, 287. And yards per rush has also increased. 2.5, 3.5, 3.6, 5.6. So as this Notre Dame team is kind of figuring out its identity and it's starting to play better in games, it's because they're running the ball more and they're running the ball more effectively. Yeah. Which does not bode well for BYU, I would say. No. <laughs> Defensively, we have struggled to contain the run. Uh, let's think. We just played uh, Utah State. Yep. Mm-hmm. They made us look bad. Yeah. Made us look silly. Their guy, uh, what's his name again? Their quarterback, Cooper Lega. Cooper Lega. Lega. Cooper Lega was looking like freaking Jameis Winston He's out looking there. like freaking Bo Nix out the there, ball. bro. Looking like Squinston. <laughs> and then plus they could just run the ball all over us again, like seven yards a pop. Nothing so, new, nothing new. Should we be hoping for some schematic changes? Against Notre Dame? What do you guys think? I don't know because I think we're going to follow a very similar blueprint that we followed versus Baylor because mm-hmm. Notre Dame has a very similar rushing attack to very Baylor. Yeah, they do not true. have a lot of outside speed. They have downhill runners that will just run it between the tackles. Physical. They do run outside sometimes, but they're not great at it. That's not their uh, that's not their core competency, to put it in business terms. Uh, we, put, we played very well against Baylor's run. And Baylor ran the ball on us 50 times, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they so just pounded it down. If Notre Dame does the same thing, they're going to see what we did against Baylor and plan for that. But I do think it plays more to our strengths than, say, Oregon or Utah State, who did a lot more outside running than inside running. Right, and that's something that Utah State and Oregon both did was spread the field out and yeah. run out of the spread, right? Whereas Notre Dame and Baylor both like to run out of power sets. Kind of like BYU, right? Yep. Baylor, Baylor did run the ball 52 times. Right. Uh, 2.9 yards per carry, which is... Which is incredible. That's BYU's lowest of the season. So, 
Uh, I, I like what you're saying uh, about that because I think Baylor and Notre Dame are very similar teams. They are. Right? Uh, neither of them are huge pass. Like, they don't have incredible quarterbacks. Blake Shapin and Drew Pine are honestly pretty similar. I might even say Drew Pine has the advantage there. Mm. Um, just given some of his recent stats, I'll read those a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, if we come out with the same game plan of making Notre Dame march all the way down the field and m- make them earn those tough yards – Hopefully we'll see the same result. I would I would hope so. Notre Dame is kind of that kind of offense that wants to play that game. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, it kind of plays into our strength. Yeah. Uh, another thing of note on our defensive line, we've noticed that we have a lot of guys rotating in and out. True. Kind of a whole stable instead of like a first string and a second string. Three defensive linemen are questionable. That's great. Going into this game. Incredible. None of, none of our stars, uh, there's Gabe Summers, Kay. Blake Mangelson, and Joshua Larson. Okay. So, listeners, rest assured, Nelson is okay. Yeah, like, I was about to say, <laughs> just as long as it's not Josh Nelson. Josh Nelson is fine. Literally our favorite player in on the, te- on the team. He's hilarious. Uh, our linebacking core looks clean, though, so hopefully our D-line can do enough, as they did against Baylor, because mm-hmm. we handled that well, like we've been saying. And I think one of the things that stuck out to me against our run defense in Baylor is we were so disciplined. We were so dis- – we did not miss tackles. It was always one hit, one kill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, filling gaps. Every- like, we had everything nailed down. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in these the Wyoming game, we were out of position a lot. We were missing tackles. Oregon game, obviously, missed a lot of tackles. And against Utah State, it was – we'll just throw that one out. You know, yeah. that was probably some of the worst football we've seen from BYU in a long time. Mm-hmm. So if we can play – Physical, play disciplined. I think we can at least um, muzzle their running attack. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Now let's talk a little bit about them defensively. Okay. They went up against UNC a couple weeks ago. We should mention that the bye week that they had was actually this past week, so they are coming off a bye to play BYU. We've got rested legs. We, we have Rusty some rested legs, legs, too. Rusty, yeah. Rest, we do have rest, some rested rest. legs, too, with the general conference break, so mm-hmm. shout out to scheduling for that. <laughs> But uh, defensively, they did not do super well against North Carolina. North Carolina does have a pretty good they quarterback in good Drake offense. May. Capable. But Drake May only went 17 of 32, but threw for five touchdowns against the Notre Dame team. Mm-hmm. One thing that Notre Dame is notoriously bad at is forcing turnovers. They have not forced an interception the entire year. Now, uh, this is in no way trying to jinx or anything. Greg but <laughs> But with the team and the way that it is organized currently for BYU. We're a team that doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Jaron Hall is incredible at not turning the ball over, and we're going up against a team that doesn't force turnovers. Can I uh, drop a nugget? Go for a nugget. BYU, first in the entire country in giveaways. We've only had one turnover all season that is first in the country. Time for first. Notre Dame, absolutely last. Number 131 in takeaways. Forced turnovers. They have taken only one fumble. Right? They have only, yeah, they've only forced one turnover the entire season. And it was a fumble. So BYU, literally the best team at, at protecting the ball. Notre Dame, the worst team at attacking the ball. Which means you know we're due for like four fumbles and two picks. Hey, 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 hey. No jinxes, no jinxes. I, we counter jinx. Counter jinx, yeah. Good, good. We got to counter manifest the anti-jinx. That's true. By saying BYU is due for their Boise State game. They're due for their, what was it in 2019, Toledo game. We're, <laughs> oh, we're due for our massive turnovers and and just horrible, horrible ball control and, and ball security. 
Yeah, one more thing I will say on the Notre Dame uh, passive defense in particular. Mm. They like to give up a lot of explosive plays. Against UNC, UNC's leading receiver had three receptions for 150 yards. <laughs> Literally 50 yards a catch. <laughs> Their second leading, two catches for 71 yards, an average of 35 and a half yards. So if Puka's healthy, if Gunner's healthy, if we can get Chase Roberts back... Keanu Hill's still playing the way he's playing. Cody Epps playing the way he's playing. I do think that we will be able to move the ball down the field. Do you guys think that we need to run the ball in order to have success against this Notre Dame team? My thoughts on running the ball are our coaches are not very interested in that this year. (laughs) That's what it seems. I mean, obviously they run the ball occasionally, but we saw against Utah State, like their first like four drives were... Two huge passing plays for a score, and then a bunch of three and outs due to incompletions. And we ran the ball once and fumbled on the exchange yeah, for yeah, negative five yards. yards. <laughs> so I do not think we need to run the ball to win this game. I don't think that's the way the coaches are planning on winning this game because we have such a good quarterback and mm-hmm. such good receivers. And we know it's worked, especially against Baylor. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be similar to Baylor. Okay. Like a, sl- a rock fight? Yeah, a rock fight. I like it. Um, yeah, similar matchup. Hopefully not similar to Oregon. Ooh. <laughs> On the other hand. Yeah, uh, th- yeah, don't tell that to Jared and I, especially because we travel for that. Uh, yep. I have a nugget to drop again. Nugget. This one about the BYU run offense. Let's tug some nugs. Okay. So, on the season, BYU is averaging 152.2 yards on the ground per game. Okay. Not great. So that's 73rd, literally like right in the, the middle, middle of the pack. Yeah. Okay. Right? Maybe a little behind. Yep. Uh, 4.9 yards per carry, which is 30th. That's obviously That's top 25, yeah. almost, right? That's pretty good. However, if you take out our explosive runs, which coaches and analytics account for these runs, like they count them when they're calculating these things, which you should, right? Because yeah, explosive absolutely. plays are part of the game. Yeah, they yeah. count. However, if you want to talk about how well we run the ball on average, like without explosive plays... I did the math. I took out the 75-yard Puka Jet sweep, the 40-yard Chris Brooks run against USF, and the 52-yard Chris Brooks touchdown against USF, and I also took out the 70-yards Miles Davis run against Wyoming. Okay. When you take that out, BYU's new average of running the ball is only 104.8 yards per carry or rush yards per game, which is 116th. Oh, yeah. And 3.4 yards per carry, which is 100th. Oh my gosh. 100th. Which I, I know you're supposed to account for explosive plays. You're no, supposed yeah, you to have count to. them. You can't just pick and choose. But if you don't hit on those explosive plays, BYU can't run the ball. The only reason that we've shown the ability to at least have a running threat is because of those explosive plays. And so if mm-hmm. Notre Dame is able to corral those, the running game is going to be literally non-existent in this game. And we're going to have to go to the, the passing game. Yeah. yeah. We have to run the ball somewhat because in my opinion, Jaron Hall plays his best football when he's working off play action. And play action doesn't mean anything if you can't run the ball. Like They're not going to respect it. So the the safeties aren't going to bite if they've never had to come up and help and make a tackle for the entire game. So we need to establish somewhat of a run game in the beginning just so that we can set up that play action, Gunner and Puka down the sideline. And and let's be honest, in Utah State game, we couldn't run the ball in the first half, like Danny said. Mm -hmm. And so what did Utah State do? They pinned their ears back, came after Jaron Hall. They got two sacks. They got at least six quarterback hits. They almost took him out of the game with that low shot, that is something that I don't want to see against Notre Dame. I don't want to see them like, just send the house against Jaron Hall because they have no fear of us running the ball, right? So that, for me, 
running the ball, yes, will open up the pass game. It'll open up the play action game, but also I think it takes the pressure off of Jaron Hall physically. The run, the pass rush won't be able to just come after him. They're going to have to stay home and defend their whole assignments to defend the run. Yeah, those are some good points. I think if we can do it, it'll be very helpful for us. I agree. <laughs> it will be helpful. If we well, can the day. Would Jury's you guys say out. that our run game, whether or not we can establish it, will that decide the game? Mm, I still don't think so because I think we can just outpass Notre Dame. Okay. With, yeah. with the guys we have. Yeah. I, I agree. I think, guys. I think we have <laughs> – I think on the outside – our receivers match up very well with them. Mm-hmm. If we can go one-on-ones, I trust our guys to win enough of the time to win the game. So do I. I yeah. absolutely agree with that. I think if we have Puka, Gunner, Chase Roberts, and even if we don't have Puka, Gunner, Chase Roberts, if we just have Keanu Hill, Isaac Rex, and you know Cody Epps on that field, I, do, I have confidence, every confidence in the world in our wide receivers to get separation, make plays, and for Jaron Hall to squeeze the ball into the tight windows that he's been squeezing them into – all year long. So I think what will decide the game more than anything is Jaron Hall's performance. So I just had a thought. I could kind of see instead of trying to establish the run first mm-hmm. and then you know doing play action stuff like that, keeping them off and honest. I could see us you know trying to establish the run. Maybe it doesn't work. We have to pass the ball more. And then switching back to the run later when they're not expecting mm, it. Uh, and getting a few big run plays together. And that using that to our advantage. Use yeah. the pass to open up the run game. Exactly. Oh. Galaxy, Dan is thinking here. <laughs> Galaxy brain right play. there. It seems like it's happened before. I, I feel like it really easy. has happened, right? Especially last game in the Utah State game. Yeah. The pass game is what ultimately got us going. By the end of the game, you finally saw Chris Brooks start to hit holes and, and gain yards on the ground. That's what happened with Wyoming, yeah. too. The pass yeah. game opened up Miles Davis. Yep. Then shout out to Miles Davis. Uh, hopefully he is healing up. He is a little banged up. Has been uh, declared a game time decision. So uh, which we know it means absolutely nothing. We'll see him in November. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, keep uh, Miles Davis in your prayers so that he'll heal up quickly and run for more hun- hundo pieces. Hundo pieces. I like that. That's nice. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, I would like to drop another nugget. I got lots of these. Oh, Jared's got <laughs> nuggets on nuggets. Six piece <laughs> nugget or what? <laughs> This is a 10-piece nugget. You got the 20-piece. 20-piece. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted to do is go Chick-fil-A and just get the catering plate of like 500 chicken nuggets? Mm. Oh, man. Just go, go just, ham? Just pound it. Maybe we should do that for we an away get game. One of those. Let's do it. Let's just pound like 500 Chick-fil-A nuggets. Honestly, let's do it. Yeah, I'm done. I'd be so sick. Sounds All right. <laughs> um, moving on to my nugget. Nugget. Notre Dame. The Shamrock Series. Mm. Shamrock Series is basically where they play in cool venues against... Semi-notable teams that they think they can beat or know they can beat so that they can have like a recruiting pitch, right? We're yeah. going to go play in your hometown, blah, 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 blah. Show off the cool unis, whatever. Start in 2009. I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys know this. Notre Dame is undefeated in Shamrock Series games. Huh. They are 10-0. 10-0. Interesting. And their average margin of victory is 23 and a half points. My goodness. Oh. So... And they've played, like I said, semi-respectable teams. They haven't played yeah. anybody good, but they've played like middle-of-the-pack teams. Washington State, Army, Maryland, Miami, Arizona State, Purdue, Boston College, Army, Syracuse, and Wisconsin, as we saw last year in Soldier Field. Uh, the closest games they have had, Boston College, 19-16, to 
and Arizona State, 37-34. So Notre Dame, I feel like coming into this game, maybe because of their history, thinks that they're going to come in a little overconfident, a little excited to wear the new uniforms and think they're just going to walk all over us. Whether or not that's the case, that's what history has led me to believe. That's all under Brian Kelly, though. Truth. Truth. Not under Marcus Freeman, who mm. as a head coach at Notre Dame is two and three. Two yes, because yeah. he because he coached, coached the bowl game as the well. Bowl game. Coached the uh, taking yes, bowl games out is two and two. Um what do you guys think of Marcus Freeman, by the way? As a coach. I think their offense for the first part of the season looked like they had a lifelong defensive coordinator at head coach. <laughs> it's almost it's almost weird. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you <laughs> hire a defensive coordinator as head coach and they don't bring over an offensive coordinator, like the rule is you bring over the offensive coordinator that you hated playing against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you bring that guy over, he'll have success. But I don't think Marcus Freeman did that. I think they, you know, the offensive coordinator stayed from Notre Dame. It was never good in the first place. Their offense. Oof. So yeah, it's it just kind of stayed that way. But hey, it's, it's been trending upward. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Jury's out. Yeah, I think they're definitely more defensive-minded. Definitely. And on offense, more of a running team. Yep. Especially with the backup QB. Um, which is successful a lot, a lot of the time if you have the Jimmys and Joes, which they claim to have. <laughs> but I think we can find some holes in that with their defensive coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I'm going to be honest, Brian Kelly didn't exactly leave the cupboard stocked full, Oof. right? No. Like, didn't. could you name one player on Notre Dame's team besides the quarterback? Ooh, I was like, going to say Pinecone, but... <laughs> like, before doing your research for the game, like, as fans, I don't think anybody can name another player. Maybe Michael Mayer, the tight end, who is actually a really good prospect. 10th overall in Todd McShay's, like, prospect board. So he's a really good tight end. Man's uh, well, girlfriend. Hey. Lenek Kua. I watched the documentary, by the way. You did? That was one of the greatest it? documentaries. You it watched it, Dan? So I well done. It, no. You gotta watch it. It's on Netflix. I was Netflix. like, I like kind of like all sports documentaries. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, but I like actually watched this one because I had to do a project on it for school. Oh. It was so good. It was really good. Really good. Manti, dude, freaking respect to that man. Respect to Manti and disrespect to all the media members who slandered oh him. Oh my gosh. Yes. Which is absolutely terrible. The freaking Deadspin blogger, bro, that's just Shameful. like, I called Manti once, he didn't pick up, so I just posted the story. Do not even think about Manti? It didn't even cross his mind nope. what that would do to him. And like that one freaking dude who just like sent that tip to them. Yeah. What was your problem, man? Dude, uh, like you wanted some clout. Yeah. Guess what? You didn't even get it. They didn't even name you in the no freaking one. documentary. Sorry, spoiler alert, Dan. They, oh, they don't sure. name him in the documentary. Wow. I didn't also, know spoiler alert, Manti Teo's girlfriend was fake. She was fake. Yeah. She was fake. I was saving that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, she was kind of real at some points. Well, yeah. Confusing. You got to go watch. It's uh, really, you go. I, I really would like highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Right? Morbius? No. <laughs> it's Morbin time, baby. <laughs> Speaking of Morbin time, is it time to morb into week six college football time? Oh, let's do it. I let's go so. to week six. Uh, first off, I'd like to give a shout out and a shameless self plug okay. to off. the weekend watch guides. Authorized, authorized plug. Uh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. You dropped this king. Very valid. <laughs> um, the Weekend Watch Guide is great. Yep. If you don't know about it, shame on you. 
Yep. Also, I forgive you because you haven't heard about it yet. So shame you are hearing you. about it now. Shame on your family. Shame on your... Uh, shame on your cow. Or what is it? Dishonor on your cow. I don't remember. Dishonor on your mom. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, go to royalstrongandtrue.com. Yep. And go to the drop-down menu and click Weekend Watch Guides. Yep. Whoa. That'll explain it to you. There's also a button... That will take you to the weekend watch guide. Button. button. A button. I do like buttons. Nice. It is a Google Sheet. You can also find it on at Loyal to Royal Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Absolutely. And also at Jared Buckeye on Twitter. You can print it. You can use it on your phone. It's it's very uh, helpful to watch all the games that you want to and know who to root for in each game. Absolutely. So it's great. It's that's, great, honestly. That's, 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 my, that's my plug. That's a good plug. Thank you. Of all plugs, that's probably one of the best plugs. Yeah, that's fair. That's good. It's not one of those like South American plug converters that we took on our mission that were useless. No, it's definitely not like that. It's it's definitely not like uh, I don't know, like your plug, like you know, you buy like illicit substances from hair plugs. See, that was interesting. I I wasn't going there. Hair plugs, I was not going either. <laughs> Where are you going, Jared? Many plugs. Uh, just like a self plug, like I plug myself. Hmm. That sounds weird. <laughs> what are you plugging yourself with, Jared? You uh, plug oh, like in uh, Over the Hedge? When they plug the skunk? Uh, it's been a while. I don't think, Fire I don't in the hole! I don't, I don't think that's considered a plug. I think it's considered a cork. A cork? Yeah, it's cork. Okay, all right. Well, then I was not talking about anything else. I was talking <laughs> about college football. So this week's slate, I have a question for you guys. Yep, yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm going to be honest. The late night slate is not. What would I say? It's not fantastic uh, this no. week. It's it's a little it's a little weak. There's only like two games this week. There were only three last week, hmm. um, and only two next week. Now, if you count the games that do not involve Hawaii, <laughs> that, that drops significantly every week. Okay. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm used to having more night games because BYU will play at night. I just feel like there's usually more late night games. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, I mean, you do get Oregon State at Stanford at 9 p.m. Mountain Time, which is an 8 p.m. local kick. You so asked for a late night game, too. <laughs> that is Pac-12 after dark if I have PM. ever seen it. But yeah, I, I don't understand. There's a ton of games at 5, a ton of games at 2, and a ton of games at 1.30. So um, I don't know why it ended up like that. Yeah. I feel like the Pac-12 is playing a lot more day games than they used to. Yeah, yeah, which definitely contributes to it. And some of like these like East Coast schools are playing super early, and the West Coast schools are playing early now. So it all mixes together. Yeah, honestly, like I, I wish I would space it out more so that we could have more marquee matchups that we could watch. Just like dedicate ourselves to that one game. Right. Yeah. Instead, we have to have like the whole split screen thing with four. You know, two TVs on, a laptop on, and and a phone on, which is always fun. It's a fun atmosphere. But, you know, you're looking at one, and then you hear the volume of the other going crazy, and you look back, and wow. the time you were... It's kind of like attending a baseball game. Oh. Anytime uh, you're looking at... Anytime you're looking at the product that you want to look at, nothing happens. The second yeah. you look away to eat a peanut or talk to your buddy, something peanut. happens. You look yeah. back, nothing's happening again. See, I can't relate, because I do not watch baseball. Never have. Never will. You've never been to a baseball game, ever. Uh, not to watch baseball, no. <laughs> One time, I spent the entire time waiting in line to get a Nationals hat. Oh. By the time I bought it, our group left. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Awesome. So technically, I was at a Nationals game. I'll tell you what. Baseball games, I've been to a couple. Ooh. I've baseball a is not a sport. 
That's okay. true. I agree. Yep, I I'm agree. But baseball games can be just a fun way to spend time, you know? Okay. Because yeah, it's kind of like going to the park. It's yeah. leisurely watching Don't think something. of it as a sporting event. Okay. And you'll enjoy it more, I think. See, you I don't have to pay that much brain idea. power to it. Yeah. And you don't put that expectation on it to be exciting. Because it could be like, you know, 1-0 game, three total base hits <laughs> over like a couple hours. So yeah, just you know, enjoy the time at the park. Uh, it's a pastime, right? Yep. Yeah. America's favorite pastime. Is that what they say about it? Exactly. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I went to Petco Park one time. Uh, you know, the what is that? home of the San Diego Padres. Oh, okay. Are they good? Yeah. Uh, this year they were, and then they started sucking again. I don't know. I don't follow baseball. I'm kind of careless. Yeah, bad question. Bad I went question. there one time just because yeah. you know my buddy had free tickets, so I went with him. And uh, the people in front of us, it was literally just like us two sitting in the way back corner, and the stadium was half empty, and there was like two people in front of us. And they turned around and offered us, offered to share with us their bag of peanuts. To just like reach our hands in there, literally just peanuts, peanuts. just straight up peanuts in the shell. You had to crack them and spit the shell out. (laughs) So hilarious. What is this? Five guys. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball games are an interesting atmosphere, but we're spending way. This is we literally just Aaron judged everyone. Oh my god! Aaron judged everyone. No, no, the the thing we swore to destroy, we became. Okay. Anakin, no. no okay, football, 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 <laughs> no football. Uh, okay, um, I have a new segment for us. Okay, okay. okay. segment. So time. this is how we are uh, moving forward. This is how I propose we cover. Uh, that was interesting. Yes, we and, we cover <laughs> we cover college football on. Thursdays, or uh, Fridays, excuse Friday. me. Mm-hmm. Yep. On Fridays, we will ask and discuss certain questions mm. that yeah. we would like answered over the weekend. Okay. okay. On the Tuesdays, we will answer or discuss whether or not said questions were answered All right. okay. over what we learned, right? Okay. So I have some questions for you for this weekend. If you guys have any questions, feel free to chime in. Okay. First question for the weekend. Is Kansas for real? Mm. That is a great question. We'll find out this week. They're they play TCU. Do you guys think TCU? they are for real? What What's the vibe? Because I know America wants to buy into Kansas, right? But TCU has looked very good. They showwampused Oklahoma on national yes, television they last did week. Exactly that. It was TV fourteen to say the least. Wow. Um, but do you guys think Kansas for real? Do they have any shot to take on TCU? They play a style of. Football that is very ugly. They keep games close because not a ton of points are scored. They just run the ball, run the ball, bleed the clock, bleed the clock. So because of that, I think they can hang around with anyone. But I do think that this team at the end of the year will be max 8-4, and four, which is incredible given what Kansas has been. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this game will be the deciding factor. Mm. This could be the turning point of their season, I think. Of their program. You could either be, yeah, their program, it could be a turning point. From bad to great, or of the season, from great to bad. (laughs) Nothing in between, either (laughs) bad or great. No mediocre. Uh, Next one. Will Alabama be vulnerable without Bryce Young? No. They play Texas A&M. You don't think so? The answer is no. Is that more a product of Alabama's roster being stacked, or the fact that they are playing a poverty program? Both. Texas A&M sucks. Alabama's eighth string quarterback could somehow still win the Heisman. So, yeah, I would add that Alabama's roster is stacked, meaning the weapons a quarterback has. Also, Bryce Young is not a huge loss. 
<laughs> Interesting. I like to take that. Yeah. If, a system quarterback. If Tua <laughs> can do well at Alabama, anyone can do well at Alabama. Yeah, it's true. Mac, Mac Jones can do well at Alabama. Dude, Fat Jones. Fat <laughs> Jones. I have a question if you would Let's permit me, Jared. Yes, of course. This actually won't be answered this week, so I apologize for that. Okay, but, but it is a question, a question that question. I must ask. Discussion board. Is Syracuse good? Syracuse now, good. let me let me ask you this: They've played Louisville, beat Louisville. Louisville. They beat UConn. They beat Purdue by a field goal. <laughs> they beat Virginia by two points. This is very underwhelming. <laughs> and then they beat FCS school Wagner, fifty-nine to zero. Oh my god! So they're after playing ten-minute quarters. They the, they're currently five and zero. Oh. They have a bye this week. I th- I'll bet they're the five and zero oh team with the weakest schedule. <laughs> After that, listen to what their schedule is. Verse number 14, NC State. Mm. At number 5, Clemson. Mm. Verse Notre Dame. At at Pitt. Verse Florida State. At Wake Forest. (laughs) This is brutal. Gauntlet. Literally a six-game gauntlet that is absolutely ridiculous. the ACC version of a gauntlet. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, is Syracuse good? We'll find out over the next six weeks. Stay if tuned, they go folks. 6-0 and or 0-6. Oh Will they be bowling? <laughs> Will they be bowling? That's, they, that's, could, that's, they could 5-7 and seven is in the cards. They could look, and their last game is ver, is at Boston College. Phil, Phil Jerkovic could have a Phil Jerkovic game. Yeah. All I'm saying is that's one to watch out for. Will Syracuse be in a bowl game? Will Syracuse, <laughs> that's the question. Will Syracuse make a bowl? Will Kansas make a bowl? Yes. Okay. We're agreed on Kansas? I think at this point, Kansas will make it. Okay. Does Duke make a bowl? Does Duke make a bowl? Four and one right now. They'll make the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Not only... Hey! Hey! Nepotism. We're out on nepotism. (laughs) Just ask the Ferences. Not only are they four and one, but they played Georgia Tech this week. Hey, that's a dub. They can be five and one. You can, like, pencil in five and one. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Georgia Tech went to Pitt and beat that. It's it's Pitt. It's Pitt. It's Pitt. (laughs) I mean, honestly, of course they're going to lose now that it's, like, Acrisure Stadium or whatever bullcrap it is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. not in. Acupuncture. Acupuncture. Acuview. What are the questions we got? <laughs> Who is the worst team in the Big Ten? Let me explain this one to you. Nebraska and Rutgers play on Friday night. Yes. However, the loser of that game is only the worst if Wisconsin can beat Northwestern on Saturday. Oh. Wisconsin is playing absolutely patootly ball. Just got door slammed like Kingpin and Daredevil door slammed by Illinois. Northwestern already beat Nebraska. Who's to say they can't beat Wisconsin? Who do you guys think is the worst team is in the Big Twelve or the Big Ten? Can we give a quick shout out to Brett Bielema who got hired who got fired from Wisconsin, hired at Illinois, then went back and destroyed Wisconsin and got Paul Chris fired. Hey. I love me some Brett Bielema. He's a round man. That's a good move. Shout out Brett Bielema. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I think the loser of Nebraska Rutgers. I don't know actually. Mm. Probably the loser was. I don't know. Is Northwestern in there? I mean, Northwestern beat Nebraska, so they have at least one. Northwestern is currently tied for second place in the Big Ten West. Although the Big Ten West is literally like everyone West. is one and one. Basically. Everyone is one and one except for Wisconsin, who is zero and two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think if Wisconsin loses, it's by far Wisconsin, which is kind of sad. But. That's rough. I have a take. Let's hear it. It's none of those teams. Oh. It's Michigan State. Oh. Hey. Okay. That might be true. Michigan State sucks. They don't have a Big Ten win. They're bad. They're 0-2. Yeah. 
two weeks ago they were like top 10, right? So yeah. Like number 14? Yeah. <laughs> 11th or something? Michigan State is absolute balls. They only scored 13 points against Maryland. Maryland. Against Maryland. They scored 13 points. I don't think Michigan State will win a Big Ten game this year. I honestly don't think so because yeah. they play in the East, right? So they already played Maryland and they lost. They lost to Maryland. That their, was only, their, their only win on their schedule is going to be if they can beat Rutgers. Yep. And I don't, I mean, I guess we'll find Maybe. out in Nebraska Rutgers, but. Yeah, I guess so. But no, Michigan State sucks. Yeah, bad right. team. Add them to consideration. I mean, Rutgers and Maryland are basically on the same tier, right? I, Rutgers, yeah. or Maryland is playing really well this year. They are. They have a really good offense. They've stuck out close games. Talia Tagovailoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. The good Tua, or the good Tagovailoa. Um, so he's not Tua, he's Tau. I, I was going to make a joke about concussions, but I will not. Mm. Uh, look at me. You're a better man than me. Respect. Um, how much do we need to worry about Arkansas? Obviously, Arkansas mm. was very close. At the end of the third quarter, it was a five-point game. And then they just decided to leave the game a quarter early against them, against Alabama. Lost by 23. Should have beaten Texas A&M if they didn't try and dive for the goal line uh, 15 <laughs> feet away. Yeah. They are almost 10-point dogs at Mississippi State this week. Mm. Yeah. How much do you guys think we have to worry about them? And will that change depending on what we see on Saturday? I think they're not as bad as people are thinking. I agree. Yeah. Like 10-point dogs, I think that's a little much. Yeah? It's a little much for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, they can pull it together, I think, and string together some nice wins. Hopefully make our schedule look better when we beat them easily. Improbable. Absolutely. They are one of the first two teams out of the top 25 receiving votes. So if they can beat Mississippi State, they'll come into Definitely Provo ranked, ranked yeah. which is great. You know, that would be great for us. So hopefully they do win that game. Hopefully um, we win as well. Should, are we, should we be worried about Arkansas as BYU fans? Even if they lose this game, I would say absolutely yes, because they have a <laughs> mobile quarterback, and we all know how our defense does. Yes. Which, speaking of, is KJ Jefferson going to play this week? I do not know. He left the game with, a, with concussion symptoms, but I haven't uh, heard anything since. I um, see. But I, happened the Tua. I would assume he'd be back at least for the BOU game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably I don't know that. If it's a mild concussion, two weeks, yeah, probably. Uh, who's the friskiest Big Ten sleeper, Purdue or Maryland? Because, like I said, Maryland has been pretty good. Purdue obviously took it to Minnesota, at Minnesota. Purdue's played feisty with Penn State. I don't know which which of these teams is going to be the team that's going to knock off a top five Ohio State, Michigan, or Penn State later in the year. Neither. Neither. It's Illinois. Ooh. Hey. Illinois is my frisky team. Okay. Hey, they play Iowa. If they beat Iowa, Illinois is on a hot streak to go to the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Wow. We could see Illinois in the Big Ten championship. I I think they might be favorites from the West. Look at that. Should we just call our shot right now? Illinois, win. yeah. Illinois. Illinois wins the Big Ten Illinois West. Illinois wins Big Ten West. You heard it here first. Just like we all said in the preseason. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Who is the biggest loser in the Big 12? Um, this is a Red River question for those of you that don't know. Texas. Interesting. The two worst teams in the Big 12 right now are Oklahoma and Texas. Quinn Ewers expected to be back. We don't know if Dylan Gabriel is going to be back. Probably not given the how bad his injury looked, but he could yeah. be back. Um, I don't know. Who do you guys think wins the Red River rivalry that honestly has lost a lot of luster? For those of you who can't see, oh, it's, is that a horns up? The horns are up. Horns are oh, up. Okay. I was thinking about this earlier. Oklahoma is Texas's daddy. Uh, just absolutely destroys him. But 
Texas's daddy under Lincoln Riley. Ooh, okay. was Lincoln Riley their daddy? Lincoln Riley's their daddy. Under uh, under Brent Venables, Oklahoma has looked subpar. Yes, I mean they, they looked true. good at times. If you take out the Nebraska it, game, they don't yeah. look that good. Against good teams, they don't look great. And I don't yeah. know how great of a head coach Brent Venables is going to be, at least offensively, because he doesn't seem to have brought a lot of offense to the team. So uh, because of that, I think Texas, who actually does have an offense, will be able to score. And I don't think Oklahoma will. Ooh, shut out. Is that no, what you're preaching? No, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like it's going to be a dumb, ugly game. It's not going to be a shootout. It's going to be like 27 to 18. Okay. That yeah. sounds like an ugly game. Yeah, 27 to 18 because Oklahoma scored three times and missed the extra point all three times. <laughs> yeah, I think the winner of this game will still not be all that impressive. I feel like Amen. Just one of those matchups for two of those programs. Just another game in the Big 12. That's yeah. SEC football, baby. Last question, and by far the most important question. Mm. Do we have to worry about Utah making the college football playoff? We'll know after this week. Mm. Do you guys think we should this start worrying? thought provoking. Kevin? Kevin has already started worrying. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. My only hope is that they don't respect the Pac-12 enough mm. to let Utah in. Because they're not the premier Pac-12 brand. Do you think Utah will be in the position to have that bias I used against them? they very well could be. I don't like to hear that, Daniel. They could be. I'm going to go with no. You're going to go with no. We no. don't have to worry about them. No. Okay. No. They still have to play at UCLA, which, whatever. And they still have to play at Oregon. And UCLA at home. Or USC at home. And USC at home. And they play at Washington State as well. Which Washington State mm-hmm. is no pushover. Way harder. Not a pushover. Anything. So, um, anything could happen. They have to go through a gauntlet still. Yeah. I'm going to go with no, but it is a valid question. It's too early to say, but it's possible. A two-loss Pac-12 team will never, ever make the playoff. That is yeah. 100% true. That's, yeah, and that's there's true. no way Utah goes undefeated in conference play, right? Like, this is a Pac-12. Not only do they have to beat UCLA, USC, and Oregon, and Washington State at least once, they'll play probably either USC or Oregon again in the Pac-12 championship yeah. game. Hard to beat a good team twice. Yep. Or yeah. UCLA. It could be UCLA. DTR. Mm-hmm. DTR. Um, okay, it's about time <gasps> that we got a little tipsy. Oh, my. On Mountain Dew. Speaking yes. of, I just got the uh, mystery pack of Mountain oh, Dew. Oh, I got that uh-huh. yeah. Okay, what did, did yours you? taste like? It, mine was kind of like a voltage okay. plus, what was it, like a little citrusy okay. or something. Okay. I, I don't know if they I don't know how they do the promo, but yeah. mine tastes exactly like it. I don't know if it's the same flavor for all of them mm. or if it varies mm. by box. It was clear though. It mine was I also clear. Smell, I was like, why is it clear? It's Mountain Dew. <laughs> I need to get in on this. Yeah. I didn't know about this. I love it. Yeah. I don't know about you. I I very much enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Um and it still has sugar and caffeine, so you know it's good. Tipsy, <laughs> <laughs> baby. Tipsy. Alright, Dan, you are still in the lead. Uh, by a couple games, SMU lost to UCF, which yes. meant Dan went five and five, Justin went five and five, I went six and four, as did the fans. Flex. Uh, the power ratings go: Dan, fans, Justin, Jared. Dan uh, fans, is, Mickey Mouse schedule. <laughs> yeah. Dan is three games up on Justin, uh, and I am two games down on Justin, five behind Dan. Mickey Mouse schedule. Fans, they've played nine less games than I us. I think we gotta split the ties for fans. For fans, we gotta split the ties. Yeah. Okay. So let us let us let us do it. Let's call it what is it? Four wins, five losses. For what? If we split the ties, 
Let's do four and four. Four and four. 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 Just yeah, four it four? would be four and four. Okay, there's still one game behind us though. Then. Okay, so uh, thirty-six and twenty. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Why don't we right. just throw one more loss in there let's, just for good measure? Let, let's do it. Heads or tails? Heads or t- okay, yeah, good, good, good. That's a good yeah. idea. Uh, uh, which one's going to be a loss? Which one's going to be a win? This is for you, fans. What are you, what are you thinking? What do you think? Fans, what do you think? Let us know right now. I'm hearing tails is a loss. I heard tails that loss? too. All okay. right. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Siri. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Idiot. <laughs> Flip a coin. It's tails. It's a loss. It's a loss. All right. 36 and 21. So it's the exact same as Justin now. Fans are even with Justin. (laughs) Eat that, fans. All right. Mickey Mouse schedule. All right. Uh, Let's get into our tipsy 10 now. It's about freaking time. Let's start off Friday. Nebraska, three-point favorites at Rutgers. What a Friday night toilet bowl we got. Fans, 53% Nebraska. What are you guys going with? Um, I'm going with Nebraska. Ooh. I just don't think Rutgers is anything to write home about. Neither is Nebraska for that matter. <laughs> but Rutgers True. have not faced the same opposition that Nebraska has. I think hopefully Nebraska will have learned something and be able to play a little better than Rutgers. I would hope so. Fair enough. Justin. Um, I'm going to go with Rutgers in this one. Ooh. I do think Rutgers playing at home. New Jersey, the birthplace of college football. True. Yes, is somehow. going to be <laughs> something interesting. I think the wheels have fallen off in Nebraska. Mm. They fire yeah. their coach. They have not gotten any better. I think they'll just continue to get worse. Players will probably just leave the program, to be honest. So give me Rutgers. Uh, two reasons for my pick. One, actually, okay, let me set the scene. The wheels have fallen off of both of these programs. Nebraska just more recently, correct? <laughs> the Knights versus the Cornhuskers. Cornhuskers, let's say 1800s. Knights, like 800s, yeah. right? Yeah. What's the difference between those two? Gunpowder, okay? Mm. Cornhuskers have gunpowder. So right. they'd obviously kill the Knights because they have that tactical advantage. Also, I picked Rutgers earlier in the year and got burned by it going to Nebraska. Alright, I, I saved you guys from a clean sweep. Nebraska. So, so it actually is a toss-up this time. It's not okay. guaranteed loss. 53% of the fans chose Nebraska. That is as close as it can get. So uh, shout-out to the fans for the uh, discord on that pick. Yes. We Excellent like job, fans. Uh, here we go. Here's a uh, number eight in the country. <laughs> Fraud alert? Somehow. Perhaps. Uh, Three-point favorites in the real Death Valley as oh. people from Batonghul would say. Uh, they're going up against the unranked by us, LSU Tigers, no 10 Tigers. on Saturday, ESPN. No Tigers. I'm going with Tennessee in this one. Did you guys see their uniforms? I did see their uniforms. They're going uniform. with the Smoky Grays. The Smokies. I can never, ever pick against those uniforms. Give me Timview High School. <laughs> me too. I'm going with Tennessee. Um, yeah, uniforms. Speak for themselves. Yeah. Who wears white at home, by the way? Is this a basketball school? Come on, LSU. Sheesh. That's kind of lame. I'm going with Tennessee as well. So are the fans. 79% of which chose the Bulls. That's well, a sweep. Congrats, Coach O, on the alma mater win. Go Tigers. <laughs> go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. We then move on to see the number one team in the nation play. Oh, yes. Number one in our hearts. Number one in the Royal Strong and True rankings. Number one for America as well. Number 19 we in the AP power Bowl. rankings, by the way. We, we, we should. should. Let's we do should. it. Those will be coming out next episode. Saying it right now. We're going to do power rankings. 
Number 17, TCU, is a seven-point favorite at number 19, Kansas, who has recorded their second straight sellout. 10 a.m., Fox Sports 1. Who do you got? This is a tough one for me because I want to choose tech Kansas. Mm. I want to. I want to believe in the Cinderella story. I want to believe in in the magic of the booth, the hill, right? Lance Leipold, Leipold, whatever the frick his name is. Love him. He's a great coach. I think he's doing great things at Kansas. But I think it comes to an end. I think TCU is a very good team. I think they might win the Big 12. Wow. I think you will see him in Arlington in December. Give wow. me the TCU Horny Frogs. Okay. Don't tell Billy. Horny Toads. <laughs> I'm also going with TCU. As fun as Kansas's run has been, I think it's time to bring it to a close. All good things come to an end. TCU is really good, like Jared was saying. And I think they will continue to be good. And they're... Not even in the same league as Kansas, I would say. Ooh. I mean, they technically Technically, are, they are, Daniel. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I would take the... I would bet on TCU with this one. Who would you rather play, Kansas or TCU right now, as a BYU fan? I'd rather play Kansas. I agree. Justin? I'm going to go with Kansas in this game. Right. I think the Jayhawks are going to win. Notably, last week, I picked Iowa State to beat Kansas. The That's only true. one to do that. And... I got it wrong. Iowa State sucked. Uh, more like both teams sucked. <laughs> Their kicker sucked. But uh, Kansas won the game. I'm going to go with MF and Kansas, baby. Give right. me Kansas. Hey, I like that. I, I like that pick. I'll be cheering for Kansas. Yeah. I, I will be with you. 53% of the fans chose the Horny Frogs. Another mm. close one. Another close one. Uh, next up, we go to the Suck Network. Oh, mm. sorry, Sec Network. Oh, oh right. Yes. Suck Network works. SEC Network, where uh, the beloved Arkansas Woo Pig Sueys will be going, going up against the number 23 uh, Mississippi State Cowbells. The Cowbells. Mm. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Mississippi State favored by nine and a half in this Wowza. one. I think if you're giving me against the spread, I'm going to take Arkansas. But given the question marks surrounding KJ Jefferson and Mississippi State's absolutely demantle, de, is it demantling? Disma- dismantling. Yeah. Dismantling. <laughs> they dismembered Texas A&M last week. Give me Mississippi State and the Mike Leach Pirate School. Gotta love Mike Leach. Uh, this is a very interesting matchup. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. I, I think of these two teams in kind of a similar way. Just kind of the middle-ish, maybe upper middle SEC teams. Um, Mississippi State has probably had a more like a good year. Arkansas yes. maybe a bad year, mm-hmm. and they've kind of leveled leveled out a little bit this year. I think it'll be way closer than you know nine or ten points, like you were saying. Um, but since Mississippi stays at home, I'm picking them to win this one. All right, the cowbells, man, cowbells. Let me tell you a short story. Let's hear. It. I like story time. I had a job interview today in Murray. Oh. Murray. So you I get shot? No, I did not get shot. <laughs> but when I was at the Chipotle in Murray getting uh, lunch after my interview, Chipotle, yay. Uh, oh. a couple people from Murray High School's football team walked in. Okay. And I was like, okay, they look big. I wonder how good Murray High School is. So I pulled up Max Preps, and nice. they're 0-8. Oh, shoot. And they've <laughs> lost games by like 70 points. Yikes. Yeah, I've never even heard of Murray High yep. School football. Yep. The point of this story being... Yeah, what is the point? <laughs> I think Murray High School could beat Texas A&M. 
The no, fact okay. that Mississippi State blew out Texas A&M does not impress me at all whatsoever. I could have done that. My intramural team could have blown out Texas A&M. So, give me Arkansas simply because we need them to be ranked when we play them in Provo. Hey, that's true. That's actually a good point. Yeah. I've already said mine, so I can't switch, but that didn't even come to mind. That's a that's a great pick, Justin. Thank I, you. Thank I do you. like that pick also. My heart wants to go with Arkansas. Agreed. For some reason, I'm just not. I don't really know why. Yeah. Well, it's the same with I, I, I do wish them to win, and I could see it easily happening. Yeah. Same with Texas or TCU and Kansas, right? It's kind of the same thing. Less so for that one for me, but okay, <laughs> maybe for I, you. I feel, I feel that way about, about the other one. Justin is either going to have a great week and like catch up. <laughs> or it's gonna be interesting. Or it's gonna be catastrophic. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna um, just pick the opposite that you guys pick every time. <laughs> Let me go last. You gotta sell out. <laughs> um, Purdue, Maryland. Like we said, a couple of frisky teams in the Big Ten. This one will be on the button, uh, button. at 10 a.m. Uh, Purdue, Maryland. I think this is a a really good game. I'm gonna go with Maryland. The uniforms. Uh, Daniel got me onto Maryland from an early age. Being from the Commonwealth area, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to play with Maryland in the NCAA football games. I got great uniforms, Their black uniforms ops, are amazing. white ops. Yeah, the so I'm, I'm, I'm going with the flag. Uh, let's just call them the flag. I'm going with the flag. I'm also going with Maryland. Got some family ties to the area, and they're at home. They don't have a notoriously huge home field advantage, No, but it, it helps in some way. It's still an away game for the other team. Yes. The other team still has to travel. They get to sleep in their own beds, which apparently means something. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going with Maryland in this one. But it should be a good Big Ten game. Mm-hmm. I am not going to defect on this one. I also think Maryland is going to win this game. I don't think Aiden O'Connell is very good. And Talia Tagavailoa is showing himself to be a legitimate quarterback. I think Maryland will be able to handle this game. Uh Hot pick for all of you uh, betters out there with the Cheez-Its. Yep, Cheez-Its. Okay. Take the over. Oh. It's uh, 59, and I think that will be well covered in this game. 59, wow. Interesting. Next up, we have the biggest game of the weekend, in my opinion, besides the BYU game, obviously. BYU is obviously the biggest. Rent-free. <laughs> um, we have number 11 Utah going to UCLA. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites <laughs> on the road, 1.30 p.m. on Fox. Uh, this has been a bad window for BYU lately. Will it be a bad window for the Scroots? You already know where I'm going with this. Don't even ask me. Don't even ask me. I won't. You're picking UCLA Bruins, aren't you? Of course. The Bruins. Of course. I'm unfortunately picking Utah. Daniel! <laughs> Daniel! I think their defense is going to show up and win them this game. Their tight ends will not. Damn you! Alan Hoker. Damn, Daniel. You guys remember that video? Yeah. yeah. The white vans. White vans. <laughs> Do I remember the video? <laughs> Woo. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure you probably I'm sure Dan. I sure Dan remember. Of all people. I, I've heard that before. Let me tell you this, Dan. Yeah. Utah's defense is not the Utah defense we're used to. They're actually not that great this year. They're good. They're not great. Because of that, I'm going to pick UCLA. And because I have a brother who's a big UCLA fan, was an intern for the athletic department, so on and so forth, give me the... Teenage Bears. I dearly hope you guys are right. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Nah, I, I can't really change it. I mean, <laughs> Let's move I on. would try to change it, but I just don't he, want to. He can't. It's against the law. You <laughs> yeah. have to chop off his left forearm. Speaking of teams we hate, I got one more for you, Dan. Ooh, Next up a, at 2 p.m. <laughs> uh, 2 p.m. Mountain on ESPN2, 
We have Unc UNC going to Miami of Florida. Well, important distinction. The yeah. <laughs> Who is a three and a half point favorite? Who are you guys taking? UNC. Wow. I'm not high in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> UNC at least has an offense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Miami. Who did they lose to? Like Texas A&M. Texas. Yep. No, who's the FCS team? Oh, All they've lost to Middle Tennessee State. Middle, Middle Tennessee, Tennessee State. State. That's right. Basically FCS. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm picking UNC in this one. Their Miami's home field is an NFL stadium. That's like 20 miles. Off it doesn't even matter that they're. This is a home game for them. Plus, a hurricane just came through. Hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah. Go, go. Wait, their mascot is the Hurricanes. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Does that matter? Is that good luck or bad luck? Is that good or bad? Because it, be, it could be good, right? Can a hurricane play in a hurricane? Right. You would mm. think they get the juju there, but... Do the hurricanes cancel each other Is it out? insensitive yeah. to be named a hurricane after such a traumatic event? What if they just change their name to the Miami Ians? The Ibises. <laughs> the Ians. Now that would be insensitive. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I am also going with UNC because Miami, like Dan said, UNC has an offense. They don't have a defense, but they have an offense. Miami doesn't have an offense or a defense or a special teams or a crowd or a head coach that is competent. Give me UNC all day long. I'm torn on this one. I really, really am. Just because I do think Miami is due for a bounce back game. They're sitting at 2-2 right now. But they get to play at Virginia Tech next week, so I'm going to say that's their bounce back. I'll take Unk in this one. I like that. UNC, good, that's good a pick, sweep. Justin. The fans, 72% went for UNC as well. True, we have not been saying that. <laughs> um, Did we mention, they uh, chose Maryland, Arkansas, TCU, and UCLA. Yeah, sorry fans. Right. We we'll, love you guys. We'll put out the week's uh, the picks post this week. We will. After okay. several weeks of being off. Literally every week, I make it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to post it on Friday, and then I don't post it on Friday. I've made it every single week. Have you really? That's I've made great. it every single week. I'll it's, text you Friday morning. Yes. I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to set an alarm right now. Remind me to make the, or to post the pics post tomorrow afternoon. I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Oh. Uh, I'll text you. I'll text Siri's you. She's having okay. a great show. She is having a great show. Next on... To another great show, oh, maybe oh. the greatest show of all of college football, yes. no. the UConn Huskies going to Florida International in international waters, not 5 p.m. ESPN three. If you're not watching this game in the 30 minutes before the BYU game, what are you doing with your life? This is going to be one of the greatest team or greatest games in all of history. The winner will be two. We'll have a two. Two wins. Can you believe that? I can't even get it out of my mouth. UConn and FIU. Somebody will have two wins. That's why. UConn wild. and FIU. Yeah, uh, may I correct you? Oh, sorry. Two two wins in a row. The winner will have three total wins. They're both uh, UConn two and four, FIU two and two. That's what it was. Two in a row. Wowza. Two in a row wins. Yes. Who am I picking? You might ask. I'm picking. UConn. UConn. Yes. Uh, I love the bottom 10 rankings that used to come out. Do they still make them? Yeah, they, they still do. They, yeah, I have not been do. checking those. I need to. Ryan McGee. You, Colorado's number one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I'm going to go read that after. UConn is a perennial bottom 10 contender. Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Juggernaut, you might say. Yeah, they're a dynasty. <laughs> um, but FIU, I think, is even worse this year. UConn, maybe a little frisky. 
They made at least against Utah State. They almost won, <laughs> which does not mean much anymore. But I'm going with UConn here. I'm gonna go with UConn because nice. I would rather have a dog than a cat. I'm sorry, Abby. <laughs> but yeah, I'd rather have a dog than a cat. Give me the Huskies. Let me read you a nugget. Oh, I love nuggets. We got a nugget. In the last five games, Florida International is 0-5 against the spread. Of course. In the last seven games, UConn is 5-2 and two against the spread. Yo! Nice. So, give me UConn. They're 5.5 point favorites, so covering the spread, you uh, give them the I win. I haven't typed it yet, and it just felt wrong coming out of my mouth. Really? Well, you're picking UConn. Of course it's going to sound wrong. <laughs> I pick UConn. I pick FIU. I feel better about FIU. Whoa! Give me FIU, baby. Honestly, I'm gonna go three and seven. It's gonna be a terrible week. And the only games I'm gonna win are gonna be the games that I picked concurrently with you guys. So, absolutely disgusting. Wouldn't it be funny if Justin goes like one and eight, and his one win is FIU? (laughs) FIU. I'm going ten and zero, ten and zero every week, baby. All right, That's I line like number two. Those I like vibes. It. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second to last game: Kansas State at Iowa State. Kansas State two point favorites on the road. Mm-hmm. Five thirty ESPNU. Give me Deuce Vaughn. I have no reason to believe in Iowa State. Literally nothing. So give me Kansas State in this one. Bill Snyder, the ghost of Bill Snyder, returns. Uh, I don't know. I just know that he's a famous Kansas State person. So, give me Kansas State. I'm going with Kansas State as well. Jared and I seem to be agreeing often Yes. in this week's picks. The only pick we're different is Utah and UCLA. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, Kansas State. Okay. Kansas State for me, too. I had a dynasty there in NCAA football 13. Got to go with Kansas State. Fans also on Kansas State, 80% of them. All right. 54% of fans were on UConn. Uh, time for the coup de roi. Mm. Is that how you say it, Daniel? Yeah. I know you speak Japanese. <laughs> Is that Japanese? <laughs> um, number 16 BYU on the road, technically, against Notre Dame in the Shamrock Series. Notre Dame looking to extend their 10-game win streak in the Shamrock Series. Stay undefeated. Um, Notre Dame, three and a half point favorites, 530 NBC. We have some defectors. Oh, in the fans. Ninety-two percent of them, the little slime balls. Sam. Sam Aldis, that's you. Mm-hmm. William Billiam Braithwaite. Okay. William Braithwaite. The Braithwaite family is from Red Dead Redemption Two. If you haven't played it, go play it. It's one of the greatest video games ever made. And lastly, Trevor. Trevor Daniels. Daniels. Trevor not, Daniels. not Trevor Shumway. Oh, Happy marriage to him. May yeah. he have some sort of honeymoon. Congratulations. Um, those three, that's a red card, right? That's a red card. Red card? Yeah, you must turn off the red. podcast right that's now. straight red. You're banned. Straight red. No VAR. <laughs> no, no VAR. No VAR. Uh, can I make a quick comment on them and the Instagram really quick? Yeah, let's go ahead. First of all, you're banned for life from listening to this show. Uh, until next episode comes out, then you are absolutely unbanned, and we hope that you don't go yes. away. Please don't leave. We love you. We're um, just banning you for the last nine minutes of the show, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, shout out to everyone who has been following the Instagram lately. It's kind of been popping off. We're up to 169 followers. Yo! Nice. 31 away from 200. Nice. Let's push it to 200. Share it with your friends. Past posts, you guys have been blowing up. Past posts, the past memes that we've made have gotten 84 likes and 115 likes. I know. So, not 
not bad at all. So yeah, shout out to the fans. You guys are blowing us up. We love you guys. We love this community. Let's keep it growing. Uh, all right, shall we make our picks for the beginning of Notre Dame? We've been talking about it a lot. Obviously, yes. if you're still listening at this point, shout out to you, bro. Good on ya. Good on ya. Shout out to you, Mark. I know like you're probably the only one listening to, at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, Mark. We love you. Should we give Alabama some love, Mark? Kevin. Let's let's give Alabama some love just for Mark right now. Alabama is going to blow Texas A&M out, probably six thousand to. They're gonna break Georgia Tech playing Cumberland's record. Ooh, I like okay. that. That's that's good. What is it? Two hundred twenty-two to zero. I think so. Or two hundred thirty-two. Wow, I'd love know. to see that. Alabama is a great football program. Great aesthetic, I would say. Okay. Very classy. Yes, Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, I'm honestly liking him more and more every week, every year. I used to hate him because he was so good, but now I can't hate him anymore. Mm-hmm. He's good. He seems like a decent guy. Um, and yeah, those Alabama polos that he wears, mm. pretty sharp. Crisp. Pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. Can we just say Nick Saban is also the goat at talking to animated ducks? Oh, yeah, true. actually true. Those Affleck commercials. Stop that goat! <laughs> Oh and boy. animated goats as well. This is this is what I'll say. Good stuff. Nick Saban is the greatest uh, college football coach of this era. Mm. Uh, obviously, I don't. I hate comparing eras, but this era by far the greatest coach I have ever seen in any sport ever. Yep. Yeah. Um, he knows how to get his team ready. I respect the hell out of this guy. He is amazing. I freaking love him, and I hate him because he's so good. That's why we all hate Alabama, right? It's because yeah. they're good. Yeah, yeah. Right? If they weren't good, nobody would hate him. No. It's just because they're good. Yeah. Nick Saban is a freaking great guy, great coach. Um, yeah, I don't know. I There there was your Alabama love for Mark. There you Thank go, you Mark. for listening. I hope you're Mark. feeling the warm and fuzzies, Mark. <laughs> yeah. If anyone else listened to this point, comment on our Instagram what team or what organization or group you would like us to give love to next time. Yeah, actually, I like that. Fair. Yeah, I like that. Add us. Or it's something that you want us to rant about, like uh, write a hate mail about. Uh, We could talk about rivalries. We had an interesting conversation about this. This episode is just going on and on and on. Uh, What are your your, uh, uh, picks and predictions for BYU? Okay, I'm going to hands up right now. Who are you picking? I am not confident in this game. I am the least confident about this game even at halftime of the Oregon game, I think I felt more confident than I feel right now about this game. Oh, really? really? That's, yes. That's tough. I am feeling very, very bad about this game. I don't know what it is. Actually, I know exactly what it is. I'm a BYU fan. I have battered fan syndrome. This is exactly what I have worried about my entire life. Mid-season letdowns, right? We are the ranked team playing an unranked team that is better than us. Um, however, let me get my blue goggles out of my pocket. Yeah. Throw them on, baby. I think BYU figures out how to play football this game. We come out fast. That is the key to the game for me. If BYU comes out fast in the first quarter, we are winning this freaking game. Come out fast. If we do not come out fast, if we come out flat and slow and no emotion, say goodbye. Flush us down the toilet with the rest of your hot diarrhea with the Asian zing that zanged you hardcore in the butthole. Yep. It's obviously very (laughs) late right now. BYU, 35-31. My original was 34-31. But then I remembered, we don't have a kicker. Yep. So 35-31, we score them five touchdowns. Give me the dub. All right, let's go. I'm also picking BYU. Uh, Yo! Uh, 
Huge surprise there. Yes, I'm a BYU fan. Also, BYU, I think, is better than Notre Dame. True. I think they've had a down year. Well, so have we, in my mind. <laughs> and it's time to bounce back. Prove we can stop the run and establish the run. And also prove that Jaron Hall is a Heisman contender and an NFL draft pick. If there was a lottery, lottery pick contender. Yes. Dan, give me some. Yes. That's exactly what I needed right now. Justin, keep it going. Let's go. Hopefully. I'm choosing Brigham Young University. Oh, yes. I do think our yes. defense actually steps up and plays well. I think our offense plays all right. We're going to win this game 31-17. to Two-score victory over Notre Dame. Give me some. Let's go. Faith in BYU. Vibes. Almost restored. I, I'm feeling better about this game. Do you guys think, in your guys' honest opinion, mm, yeah. do you think BYU will want to be there? In the Utah State game and the Wyoming game, we looked flat as all get out. Oh, yeah. Obviously, this game is flatter than Kansas. Does Kansas have a brand? That is a question for another day. Mm. Um, Does BYU come out fast? I think there's literally no reason they should not. But do you guys think we'll come out full of emotion ready to play this game? Like we did in the Baylor game. I think we want to punch Notre Dame in the mouth. I really think we do. I think this is this stretch of Notre Dame and Arkansas is what we have been looking forward to ever since we played Baylor. So, um, yeah, honestly, yeah. I think we're going to punch them so hard in the mouth that their face mask disintegrates into six billion particles. I like it. I like it. Let's go. Let's go. Positive Let's go. vibes. All right. Yeah, positive vibes only. Only those ones allowed. Yes. We should probably sign off before we start blabbling on a bit about something else. Yep. Can we sign off before we hit 90 minutes? Oh, goodness Go. me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the World Strong and True Podcast. If you listen this far into the episode, please comment the word dumbbell on our latest Instagram post. We are super excited to share this episode with you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyaltyRoyalPod, and that you go to our website, RoyalStrongandTrue.com, to follow the Weekend Watch Guide. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. <laughs>